Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Sharknado movies. The Sharknado franchise is an action comedy B-movie franchise. I think most of them, if not all of them, were made were made for TV movies. Uh, first film came out in 2013, uh, which for whatever reason, my memory of the first Sharknado is that it came out in like the early 2000s. So the fact that it came out in 2013 is insane. Uh, this franchise stars Ian Ziering and Tara Reid. Uh, it's a show, obviously a movie that uh, also features tornadoes that suck up sharks to where sharks are the the threat the thing that everybody is getting away from very ridiculous movies extremely ridiculous movies like this is a franchise of movies where every movie is it's so bad it's good for the most part uh i don't think they take themselves too seriously until maybe the last few movies uh but it is a ridiculous franchise there's Tons of cameos by, you know, kind of aged out stars in a lot of ways. There's a lot of cameos from the crew from Shark Tank, which is fun. A lot of the Shark Tank investors have cameos in these movies. There's uh, a lot of cameos from the Today Show crew. Uh, there's a lot of product placement in these movies, uh, like Subway and Xfinity are two of the big uh, products that that keeps showing up, especially later on in the franchise. Uh, but a ridiculous franchise nonetheless. A franchise that I kind of enjoyed revisiting. It, it like, It's definitely a franchise where you need to be in the right headspace to watch it. Like You have to know going in that you're going to be watching extremely bad movies. But they're extremely bad on purpose hopefully <laughs> uh versus like it's not like they're trying to do something good like they know it's bad and uh there's aspects of that that i find really charming and that i really enjoyed uh, and there's a couple spin-off movies uh but i didn't watch those movies i just watched the six films that are part of this uh franchise and i'm only gonna rank the top five obviously there will be one that will not make the list uh, and I'll talk about that one at the end of the list. Uh, but let's get it started, shall we, with my top five Sharknado films, starting off with number five. This is a movie that uh, was trying to do basically the same thing as the first movie, uh, but, you know, it, it just didn't have the same charm as the first movie. The first movie is kind of a special, a special gem. And uh, this one... Coming in at number five is Sharknado 2, the second one, uh, which is the subtitle. They do have funny subtitles, which I appreciate that. Uh, this one came out. Each of these movies came out pretty much a year. Yeah, they were came out every year. So Sharknado, the first Sharknado came out in 2013. Uh, this one, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. So every year, a new shark. And, it, and you can tell. You can tell that these were a fast turnaround. Uh, but Sharknado 2 takes place in, in New York as opposed to L.A. The first one's in L.A. 
uh, Ian Ziering and his wife. Uh, it starts off them in a plane, uh, and they get attacked by sharks in a plane, which is hilarious. Uh, Tara Reid's character, April, wrote a book, which is hilarious. I'm going to say hilarious a lot. The book she wrote looks like a little pamphlet. Later on in the movie, the book looks like an actual book. Uh, but the book she wrote is like How to Survive a Sharknado or whatever. And they're going to New York for some like press tour and to meet up with family. And the, the, the plane gets attacked by sharks, obviously, in the most ridiculous way. Tara Reid loses a hand uh, amidst the shark attack uh, in this movie. You have Sugar Ray is in this movie. Mark McGrath plays the, the husband of Ian Ziering's sister. And uh, they have kind of a, a, a past a bit. Uh, and it's, you know, it's them dealing with the Sharknado, except for in New York. Uh, he's kind of famous. Ian Ziering's character, Finn, no, Finn is, uh, is, which is funny that his name is Finn. And it's the, I mean, the theme of Shark Finn. Later on in a film, they have a kid. They name that kid Gil which is, you know, they keep it in theme with the sharks. The cameos are shark theme with the, the, uh, the shark tank crew. This one has, I think, the first cameo from a shark tank uh, guy, which I don't remember the dude's name, but he, I think he was started FUBU, I think was how he, his claim to fame to, to get rich and be on the show. Anyway, um, a fun movie. You have the shots of the ballpark where it's like clearly they filmed it while the bar ballpark was closed. Like while they're running behind, you know, in where the, the shops are, everything's closed down and nobody's around. But then when they're in the ballpark, like there's tons of people. Like there's so many shots of this movie, of these movies, where it's like you could see the low budgetness of it. The B-roll of these these movies and a lot of these movies is clearly doesn't match what's going on like people will be doing something over here and then there'll be b-roll of like storms there's so many scenes in sharknado 2 of people running through new york and you can tell just like they shot it in new york like they didn't close any streets down and there's just people wandering by just walking around new york as they would just normally walk around new york meanwhile you have actors running around like they're crazy being chased by flying sharks um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff like that. The B-roll matches up a little bit better in, in, uh, Sharknado 2, which I don't necessarily think that's an advantage. You know, I think that was kind of the, the magical charm of one that's that extra ridiculousness. Uh, there is a sewer gator in this one. So potential spinoff for a character. I don't think that's what the movie spun off to, but, uh, a, a sewer gator, there's subway shark attacks in this one. You have the Today Show crew monitoring the whole thing, and uh, they're unable to. It's also Finn is with his long-lost um, love from high school uh, because April is kind of gone for most of the movie because she got attacked by the shark, and she lost her hand, so she's in the hospital. Uh, but it has Vivica A. Fox as Sky who is his his like childhood love or whatever and it's kind of them trying to rekindle it it's it's fun it's it's fun mark mcgrath is fun everything's fun uh and it's uh the kids are more age appropriate but you know if you haven't seen these movies uh 
you probably won't get why this is hilarious. <laughs> why why all these things are great. Uh, you also have uh, the uh, April's hand that gets bit off, gets replaced with a saw. So she has a saw hand. Chainsaws tend to be kind of the weapon of choice in a lot of ways. Uh, Ian Ziering in the first film uh, gets eaten by a shark, but but uh, is able to chainsaw his way out. In this one, I think he's given a chainsaw, right? They find chainsaws in New York. The, the mayor gives him a chainsaw, and there's a shark flying at him, and there's this shot where he's just, like, leaning back as the shark's coming through, and he just saws the shark in half. Just extremely ridiculous. I mean, that's how everything is. Like, he's in a pizza shop, right, where there's a giant skyscraper above this pizza shop. It's on the bottom floor, this pizza shop. But somehow a shark falls through the ceiling of the pizza shop. Like, there are so many scenes where, like, sharks are coming from, like, th- like higher, like, they're fl- flowing downstairs. Like, they, sharks come from ways and areas that make no sense. But that's, why, that's kind of the charm and the kind of the brilliance of these, these movies. Um, there are scenes of, like, clearly fake slow-mo. Like, all these things that I'm pointing out could be taken as bad things. These are things that I like about the movie, right? The fact that there's clearly fake slow-mo, like there's a scene where Vivica Fox pulls out a sword, and it's clear that she's just acting. She's just pulling it out in real time, just slowly, to make it look like slow-mo. There's a lot of scenes like that, which is just hilarious. It's just, it's, it's, it's made to seem epic, but is clearly just done on like whether it's done like that on like it's it's hard to know how much of this is intentional intentionally bad versus just low budget like it's it like am i supposed to be laughing at these people do these people know i'm laughing at them i still loved it i just i i thought it was hilarious so anyway sharknado 2 not even close like it's like uh, my second to least favorite it's it's really not as funny as the first one like it's i think it's it it's like it's it uh, i don't know it's a weird middle ground where i just didn't like it as much anyway number five sharknado sharknado 2 the second one moving on to my fourth favorite sharknado film this one is uh a little bit fun. This one was uh, highly rated. This was probably up at number two for a lot of while I was watching these movies. Uh, and then, you know, it got knocked down. It got knocked down a couple times. Uh, but I still thought it was a lot of fun. Like the first, the f- Sharknado 2, eh, you can kind of miss it. Sharknado 3, I think it's doing a lot of fun stuff with the idea of Sharknado. Uh, oh, s- spoilers. So coming in number four is Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. The subtitle for Sharknado 3. This one came out in 2015. Uh, This one starts off in D.C., Washington, D.C. You have Finn receiving the Medal of Freedom from the president, who's played by Mark Cuban, another Shark Tank uh, cameo. Uh, There's an extensive D.C. is getting attacked by uh, a Sharknado. Uh, and it ends, it, it's like Finn and, and the president going around shooting sharks out of the air. And it ends with uh, everybody with Mark McGrath and Finn and, 
and the president all lifting up a flagpole like that that uh, World War Two. I think it's a World War Two uh, monument of like soldiers holding up the the flagpole. But they they do that kind of reenactment pose. But it's to uh, it's to impale a shark that's flying at them. It's pretty epic. And that's just in the opening sequence of the movie. So it starts off with D.C. and then it goes to everybody else is going to uh universal studios in florida so the majority of this movie takes place universal studios florida uh finn is going to meet up with his family after dc uh his daughter and his mom are in florida the daughter's kind of on her own younger age in the first movie uh the daughter and the son are way older uh but in this one they 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 kind of cast them to be more believably their age which i think is a not a good thing. I, I, I literally laughed out loud when I saw in the first movie when they introduced the kids and how old they are. Uh, made me laugh out loud. Uh, but they're in Universal Studios, so you have a lot of, like, Sharknado, but then also amusement park fun. Um, you have Tara Reed's character, April, has her saw hand. Uh, it's, it's, a, a fun, it's a fun take on the, the, the Sharknado type of thing we have nova from the first movie who has this story from childhood about sharks that ate her dad and you know she's got a scar from one of the sharks and she's got this vendetta against sharks and now she's like part of a shark nato hunting crew uh so nova is back um april's pregnant as well in this movie uh they have uh this is a movie that has the double chainsaw which is pretty epic. There's a scene where Finn and Nova are in like a fighter jet that goes out of control and they have to crash land in the water. And when they come out of the water, they like come out like not wearing, you know, any, they're all wearing just bathing suits and just all super ripped and, you know, doing the Baywatch flowing there. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, You have Hasselhoff plays, Finn's dad. Uh, you have Penn and Teller in this movie as well as some cameos. You have uh, you have Finn. His dad is an astronaut, so Finn goes into space. And there are yes, there are space sharks as well. Uh, there is a lightsaber chainsaw in this movie that is hilarious as well because the chainsaw is the weapon of choice. Uh, there is a scene where Tara Reed's character, April, gets eaten by a shark in space. She re-enters the atmosphere from within the shark. And when they land, when Finn goes to land on the planet, on Earth, after, after you know, getting out of the spaceship, whatever, gets on Earth, finds the shark that had eaten his wife and cuts it open and lo and behold or i think she cuts it out lo and behold she hands the newly born baby that she gave birth to while inside a shark re-entering the earth's atmosphere pushes the newly born baby out through the cut open wound on the shark hilarious hilarious like the fact that's the thing that I kind of love that, that that really put number three where it is like that 
really like made me love this movie. The ridiculousness. The more this these movies can get ridiculous, the more I love it. And to have a character, right? April get eaten by a shark, swallowed whole by a shark in space, but then ride the shark down through the Earth's atmosphere and crash land onto Earth, but to give birth to her child while inside the shark and to push that child out through the open wound of the shark to hand the child to Finn is insanity. And then she dies. <laughs> she gets hit by a piece of shrapnel from the spaceship that crashes to Earth as well. It is insane. That's why it's coming in at number four. Because it's not the most insane. It's not my favorite movie. But coming in at number four is Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. I want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the Ray Taylor Show. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. You can get t-shirts, different artwork available, different designs, all on high-quality materials in all the sizes. There's also iPhone cases made of biodegradable material. That's right. This is not bad for the environment. This is good for the environment. So all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases designed by me, sold by me. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the Ray Taylor show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the Ray Taylor show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. Moving on to my third favorite Sharknado film. This is a movie that, you know, the Sharknado movies at one point started taking themselves a little bit more serious. Not completely serious. Right, they're always comedies. They always have the ridiculousness, uh, and this one is part of that group of them definitely trying to make more of a movie movie, right? Instead of just a uh, amalgamation of insanity, uh, but it still has a lot of things that I love, and uh, that is why it is coming here at number three, the last Sharknado. It's about time. Is the full title. Uh, the titles of these movies are perfect. Uh, but The Last Sharknado is great because it's basically the second part of a two-part finale. The Sharknado 5 and Sharknado, uh, The Last Sharknado are, are two-parter. And they're both movies that really feel like they're trying to do, like really trying to produce an actual movie. But still try and keep it with that B movie mentality, but I don't think they, I, I think the, the production value hurts the movie in some ways. Uh, but this movie, what it does is pretty amazing because it's a time travel movie. And because of the, the events of Sharknado five are, they is basically Sharknado and they're going to different locations all around the world. Uh, their kid, Finn, gets sucked into, or their kid, Gil, gets sucked into a Sharknado, and they're trying to track him down. And there's, like, this thing that happens where it o rips open these portals, and they're able to, like, 
transport to different parts of the world, which is interesting. But at the end of that, they get transported into the past. And this movie takes place starting off where Finn gets transported into the dinosaur time, prehistoric, where he's surrounded by dinosaurs. He sees his son grown up. His son, Gil, is played by Dolph Lundgren, which is hilarious, right? He saves him. Actually, it's, it's uh, I think he comes, he goes to get Finn, and then they go back in time because they have to, they have to, destroy the very first sharknado is the idea but basically it's a sharknado movie that is also a time travel movie and uh starts off in prehistoric time uh you get to see all of the kind of people that died in previous sharknado movies come back so you get to see a lot of characters from the previous sharknado movies which i really loved uh you have the time nato obviously uh you have neil degrasse tyson playing a character when they go to the medieval time so each time they go they kind of transfer through time they go a little bit further in time a little bit closer to present day uh, so they go from prehistoric time to medieval time and in the medieval time we have neil degrasse tyson which is hilarious um, you have then they go into colonial time then they go into the western time then they go into like the 50s beach bunny kind of time I don't know if that was 50s or 60s. And then, then they go into the future. Right? They go way past their, their little thing. Like they're, Nova's there and she's trying to stop the initial shark event that kind of sent her on her path to, to, to start. She started like this, this underground organization of women who fight Sharknados. Right? And... She wants to prevent the initial attack from ever happening when she's in the same timeline as her dad and on this fishing trip where this shark attack initially happened. And uh, she doesn't do it. But she ends up, they end up going into the future where it's, it ends up being uh, in the future. Like there's robotic sharks. Uh, everybody is a clone of April. So it is, it, it's the planet of the Aprils. Right. Instead of Planet of the Apes, uh, which is hilarious because it's like they have the severed head of April that died. She was a robot in the previous movie and uh, all Finn has left is her head. And there's this battle between her and her. Like, it's kind of a difficult thing to explain if you haven't watched the movies. But what I love about this final movie is is that it goes through i mean the time nato stuff is fun the time travel stuff is fun the the revisiting of all the characters that have kind of gone through in previous movies uh having them come back into the franchise is a lot of fun uh but it also gets to a point where it's almost like a reboot like they're in this like movie reference nato right they're in this tornado of like just random movie references from all these kinds of movies you're getting like terminator 2 reference you get like all these kinds of movie references throughout this entire movie that happen throughout all of these movies and when they return to their present time they're going through all these like movie references natos right and they end up back 
at the event of the first Sharknado in a reboot of the first movie and w- that takes place at a bar on a pier in L.A. And in this one, it's a lot different. It it's, it's really kind of brings everything together in a way, a like really satisfying end to the movie, to the franchise. It really honors all the people that were part of the movie and uh, ends it in a really nice way. I don't know. It's like it's a movie that's hard to explain if you haven't watched all of the movies. But despite the fact that it has a bigger production value and that kind of hurts it, I think that's why it's at number three. The way it ends, it's like a satisfying end to a franchise. Uh, and I, I like that a lot. So because of that, it's at number three. Uh, but moving on to my second favorite Sharknado film. And this was a movie that I had at the top of my list for a long time. It was it was it was tough. I was like worried, like, how am I going to judge these? There's all like they're so bad. They're good kind of movies. How do I judge these? But then once you get into it, once you dig into it, you, you see some that rise above the others. Uh, but this one was number one for a long time. And it's because it was the original coming in at number two is Sharknado, the very first Sharknado. Uh, This is one that takes place in L.A. The B-roll doesn't match up at all with things that happen. Uh, He's it's Finn owns a bar on a pier in L.A. He's supposed to be a professional surfer, but the surfing scenes where he's surfing with Nova look ridiculous. (laughs) Like does not look like a avid surfer, let alone a professional surfer. Uh, The B-roll, like I said, is horrible Uh, when throughout this movie he meets his daughter and then meets his kid like there's when he's talking to april his estranged wife at this time like they've split up i don't know if they're divorced necessarily she's seeing somebody else but they share custody of their kids and when they're talking about their kids you're thinking oh their kids are like six you know ten i don't know they're at an age where parents discuss who gets them for the weekend and then you see their kids and they're like their kids are like in their 20s it it, which is hilarious i think that's the perfect like when i saw their kids i was like oh this is because you think in your head like oh they're young and it's like you 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 would be kind of worried that they would be in danger but they're like uh, almost adults and uh i thought that was hilarious and then the the son is even older and it i i thought both of those things were hilarious uh, there's a scene where they're being attacked inside of like this giant house on the hills in L.A. And it's like the house ends up get- getting overcome by the flooding from the Sharknado. But it's the only house out of all the houses on the hill that like f- just fall apart because of the Sharknado, which is hilarious. There's a school bus uh, scene where where Finn goes to rescue the kids out of the school bus. Uh, the school bus driver is like a struggling actor or whatever, and he hates that he's in L.A. And his parents would say, you know, always said, like, L.A. is going to kill you. And, of course, what happens is the Hollywood sign ends up getting sucked up in the Sharknado. And one of the letters of the Hollywood sign smashes that bus driver, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's it's got a lot of funny moments, a lot of things that end up being part of the franchise throughout uh they destroy the sharknados by making these like homemade bombs that his son just kind of 
is able to fly a helicopter and they're able to just fly near the 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 sharknadoes and throw these makeshift bombs at them to stop them it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it ends at a retirement home where they like explode a pool for some reason somehow they're able to do that like a lot of absurd things happen and it's made like super low budget but it has a charm to it that i just absolutely loved it was hilarious and it was my number one for the majority of my watching until another movie i had to put it up above this movie but coming in at number two is sharknado Let's take a little break from the show to promote The Many Faces. That's right, I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images head on over to inspireddisorder.com buy original art buy prints if that's your jam if you want eight by ten prints on high quality paper also if you're looking to wear some art there are shirts available with original artwork by myself select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form you go to inspireddisorder.com you buy original artwork you buy prints you buy shirts You're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to InspiredDisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my number one, my favorite Sharknado movie ever made. This is the best, the pinnacle of the Sharknado franchise. No other Sharknado movie is better than this movie. And that movie I am talking about, the movie that goes above and beyond in every single way. This movie, I think at one point, literally throws the kitchen sink at it. Uh, This movie coming in as my number one, my favorite Sharknado movie, is Sharknado The Fourth Awakens. This movie is a ride of ridiculousness uh it starts off with uh in vegas uh his son is getting married and they decide to get married by skydiving the priest that is marrying them in the plane is dr drew which i thought was funny as well uh there is this character that's kind of like an elon musk character who runs astro x which is like a privatized space thing he also developed technology that's able to destroy sharknadoes so they haven't had they haven't experienced sharknadoes in many years because of these this technology that's able to destroy them before they they grow and and cause destruction uh and there's this hotel the shark hotel in vegas shark themed hotel in vegas uh, by this Astro X guy, and there's a giant shark tank of sharks just swimming in it. And this wedding takes place in Vegas, and out of nowhere, a, sh- uh, a tornado starts in Vegas. A sand tornado, of course. But because these sharks are in the hotel with a bunch of water, that is where the sharks come from. So even in Vegas, they figured out a way in, in Sharknado The Fourth Awakens to make not only a Sharknado that has a a dust devil but we're introduced to a new character a weather person 
named Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, rest in peace. He plays a meteorologist guy in this movie, and he is describing the all the different Sharknadoes that happen. Um, of course, in the beginning of this movie, because it takes place after the events of three, which uh, we found uh, the the events of three was his son being born inside of a shark, April dying. She got crushed by uh, shrapnel from the spaceship. Uh, but Finn has his son, Gil. They end up moving to, like, Kansas or something like that. I think it's Kansas. Yes. And so they are on a farm in Kansas. Uh, but they're going to Vegas for this wedding. Gil stays home with Granny in the farm at Vegas. Uh, but but Finn comes out to... Gil stays home. Finn comes out to Vegas to celebrate his son's wedding. And uh, so you have April supposedly dead. We get introduced that April's dad, who's played by Gary Busey is a mad scientist guy and was able to recreate April. Basically, she's a robot in this movie, so there's a ton of Terminator 2 references. There's a ton of Wizard of Oz refer references because of the Kansas connection. Uh, we have this, shark, this Sharknado that starts in Vegas and goes cross-country towards uh, Kansas, and the Sharknado evolves over time. The Sharknado goes from a typical Sharknado to a boulder-nado, because it sucks up boulders, uh, to a fire-nado, to an oil-nado, uh, eventually turning into a lightning-nado, and of course, also becoming a cow-nado. So we get this movie has all of the different types of NATOs that you could possibly have from shark NATO all the way to cow NATO to lightning NATO. It has everything. And we're getting Gilbert Godfrey announcing all of the different NATOs, which is hilarious as well. Uh, you have uh, since the uh, dad of Finn is played by Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff, we get other cameos from other actors that were on Baywatch. There are Baywatch type scenes of these actors running in slow motion uh, we also get a mech suit that finn gets into to fight off the you know it's a, a mech suit with like chainsaw hands uh, he gets into fight off these these uh different natos uh, we also have april as the android april that she's able to like fly around kind of like iron man so we're getting like the most insane, in my opinion, Sharknado movie. The most insane Sharknado movie that is traveling cross-country from Las Vegas to Kansas, destroying things like the Hoover Dam on the way, just causing all kinds of problems. You have this, the Astro X guy trying to figure out why his equipment isn't destroying these things. You have this kid that's at home where the, t the, the shark NATOs are going, the different NATOs are going. And this movie ends in the most epic way. Where you have the child, like all of these characters eventually get eaten by 
sharks. And even sharks eating sharks. So the way this movie ends is with the kid, whose name is Gil, using a chainsaw, a toy chainsaw, to cut open a shark, as happens in every Sharknado movie. At some point, somebody gets cut out of a shark. Cuts out a shark, cuts open a shark to pull out a person that at one point had gotten eaten by a shark. And there's another shark inside of the So they pull that shark and then they cut that shark open. And then there's another person. So it's like this kid is cutting open multiple sharks within sharks where people keep surviving. All these people that you thought died in the events of this movie just keep getting cut out of all these different sharks. And it is by far the most wackadoodle movie ever. It is the craziest movie that has all the over-the-top things at the same time. And because it has all of those craziness, like this is the most Sharknado of Sharknado movies, right? The fifth movie and sixth movie, they really tried to make a movie movie, right? Which, spoilers, the fifth movie didn't make it, uh, which is uh, Sharknado uh, 5 Global Swarming. Not as fun. More, it's more of them jumping from locations around the world trying to get their kid. Kind of starts off like a Austin Powers movie. It's 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 okay, but the the last movie's better than that, and that that movie's only my third favorite. But this one is like the pinnacle of Sharknado. The pinnacle. That's why it's my number one. Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens. It is amazing. I highly recommend, like, I would highly recommend checking out the Sharknado series, and you can stop after four. But if you continue on to the last two movies, I think the way this, this franchise ends is beautiful. I think it ends great with the, the last movie where everything kind of gets wrapped up perfectly, and they get the reboot where the happy ending happens. Uh, but the way this move, the way the Fourth Awaken ends with the kid sawing open shark after shark, rescuing character after character that had been swallowed by the shark is amazing. The kid finally gets to meet his mom, who he thought was dead, but she's just really a robot, so it's it's not really it's it's a weird it's on it's weird, as is the entire franchise. So anyway, that's my list. But one more time. This is my top five Sharknado movies. Starting off with number five is Sharknado 2, the second one. Number four is Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Number three is the last Sharknado. It's about time. Number two is Sharknado. And my number one favorite Sharknado film is Sharknado the Fourth Awakens. Let me know how you would rank the Sharknado movies uh, in the comments. Hit me up on social media. I would love to know what's your favorite part of the Sharknado franchise. What's your favorite bit? Do you have a favorite cameo? There's so many aspects of these movies. I had a lot of fun watching them, surprisingly. I was a little nervous when I started because they are bad, but they are also hilarious. Like that first one was like, oh, I get it. I see what you're doing. And I'm here for it. And I think that 
that really reaches the pinnacle with The Fourth Awakens. Uh, so let me know. Hit me up. And uh, be careful because Sharknadoes happen. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.